Hello, and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry. My name is Eric Winklespecht. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. And today we are going to be talking about generally what's been going on in our lives professionally, maybe it has to do with coding, but what some updates. Um, we have had a big update, as we mentioned last week. Eric, you have your first full-time software job and you've mm -hmm. completed your first week. So how has that been? Uh, fun, uh, to be honest. It's I, I it's weird. Like, I want to say, like, I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying this, but like, this is the whole reason I did this and decided to make this career change. There's a lot of things that I'm like thinking back to about the road to get here and things that helped me in my first week. So I'll, I'll start by saying like, I have a very supportive team and a very supportive mentor, which is awesome. And I'm working in very large code bases. And I'm not trying to just like do the easiest stuff, right? Because we have things we have to get done based on like whatever's in our current sprint. But the process of diving in to a large established code base and working full stack doing both front end and back end stuff, it's challenging, but I feel good doing it. Like I feel like I'm prepared going into all this stuff. Yeah, and I've uh, I've seen that before, and um, it could be scary, right? Like first looking at everything because it's just so much that mm -hmm. you haven't touched or looked at yourself, and you have to go through it and and take your time. What what was that experience like for you? Just kind of getting familiar with the code base. Well, I'll say the first thing getting into the position, the first thing that I'm like, let me try to get a feel for this is like the culture of the company and just like how things operate. But once you get past that, then you start getting into the code. And I don't, I tried just kind of like opening up the application or one of the applications and just like going through it and looking through the code base, which was okay. But I feel like I've gotten a better understanding of everything that's happening as I work on, uh, we call them cards in, in our terminology or tickets or whatever you want to call it, right? Just as I'm going through a task. Definitely had to kind of reacquaint myself with React DevTools. We use React. And like when you're looking at a page and there's like hundreds of components or more going on in like one small section, you know, utilizing your React DevTools and seeing like where code is coming from, what components you actually need to go into and kind of evaluate like that stuff is really, really uh, valuable to get used to using again. And then it's just, you know, once you're in that component or once you're in that back end, just going slow and reading through code and just trying to understand as much as you can. So like, you, I think we've heard a lot of times, like once you get in the job, you're doing way more reading of code than you are writing of code. Definitely true <laughs> so far. For sure. Yeah. I think, uh, especially for me, my experience was like, I spent so much time up front just trying to figure out what the hell was going on mm -hmm. um, before I even wrote anything. And so definitely a relatable experience. And before you mentioned that you had a really good mentor at your job, which is extremely important. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really happy that you mentioned that because, you know, especially if you're new and you're kind of just trying to get a hold of everything, that mentor um, can really help bring you up to speed or answer any of your questions. And the fact that they're supportive is awesome. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been nice. Like we're doing shadowing sessions, which helps too, right? Like we're, you know, we'll work on something together and we'll be in, you know, like a, like a live joined coding session and we'll screen share and do whatever, which is okay. Typically in those situations, you know, he's driving a little bit more and I'm kind of observing, giving my suggestions, kind of, you know, asking questions, whatever it might be. And that stuff is fine. It's helpful for me to get context, like overall context of the application and kind of where things might be and see his flow and his process of solving something. But until I'm actually driving and doing the work and going through in, in my own process and solving things, that is when I really get my full understanding of what's going on and just get way more familiar with stuff. Like it's kind of like watching tutorial videos, right? In a sense, with more interactivity, you can watch a tutorial video, but then when you walk away and try to do something on your own or try to explain something to somebody, it's probably not going to stick that well. But once you actually get in there and start doing the work, then it's like, okay, yeah, now I see where all this stuff is going. And, you know, I'll, I'll say like one of our files, I think it's like, I don't know, I, I don't want to say a number, but it's like several thousand line items. It's a really, really big file with a lot of logic going on. And like there's stuff we can probably clean up at some point down the road, but it's one of those things where it's like, this is just how it exists now. And you just got to follow the flow of things. But I'm not used to going through that large of a file. So I've had to do things like, well, I've got a, you know, like a, a board document or a OneNote open. And I'm making notes about like, when I take this action in the system, what function am I calling? What general process does that function run? So I don't have to go back and review the code every single time, but I can kind of write the steps out of what's happening. And like that process helps a lot too just so you can kind of see patterns of things and get more familiar with the general process. So it's definitely a lot and you kind of have to get your techniques of like <laughs> how exactly you read and comprehend code. What, what did you do, Matt, when you were working in some of those code bases and like, you know, as you were reading other people's code, how did you, what was your process to go through and familiarize yourself and figure out what's happening? For me, honestly, it was just to draw it out draw out each component in like a box on, mm. a, on a piece of paper or i think um there's draw.io and i yeah i use both of those because keeping all that memory of so many components and what's being passed to to where and it was just like completely overwhelming but once i started to actually draw things out and i could like visually see what's going on there that mm -hmm. helped me so much and, and i was able to see okay well this is what's going on here. I have it right in front of me and I could see it in front of me. And that's what helped me understand it a lot more. Mm -hmm. That's a super interesting to actually like draw it, draw it out and maybe like connect the dots on things. It's really, it's really a neat idea. I, I forget what you told me when you were doing that. Cause we did talk a little bit about the work you were doing and what kind of projects you were taking on. Can you rate, like, I don't know. I, I want to talk about like difficulty level of the first kind of things you're getting into because I was talking to a few people recently and, you know, some folks got their first job and I'm re remembering stories from folks we've talked to in the past who got their first jobs and like the kind of things they first started on. Typically it's like front end stuff, right? You're going to, you're going to do some kind of front end work and I don't want to call it easier, but I think in most cases versus like trying to go full stack and work with the back end, it tends to be a little more, I, I don't know, uh, just more easily understandable the kind of things you're getting into when you're just doing a front end side thing what did you start with when you when you were doing a, some code base work i started with the front end 
and I was working on a, a full stack application. And yeah, I started with the front end because I know front end better. And you know, something that I that I've heard people talk about and in um in the past is like you could absolutely tell the difference between like a junior and like a senior developer's code. And that was the case in the code base that I was working on. It was definitely made by a senior developer and I had to go in and I was like, this isn't like how I do things. So getting adjusted to that took some time and, and that, that could be a challenge as well, right? That, that, because when you're building your, your own personal application from start to finish, you're already used to how you do things so you could understand it more, right? Even if you like, <clears throat> for me, if I work on an application and I don't work on it for like, uh, like three months and then I come back to it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I built this. I understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. When you're getting into a new code base with like somebody who has way more experience than you, it takes like an adjustment period to start understanding that. So when I started with the front end, since I understand front end more, it was a little bit of an easier adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. So that's where I started. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a, a nicer transition period to be like, okay, let me get into a code base. Let me start with front end work and then move on to like more full stack stuff or back end stuff. It's just, you know, when you talk about looking at the difference in code and like seeing someone else's code and like trying to understand their level based on that. Yeah, that's definitely there, right? Like you can see like, oh, there's some stuff going on here that I wouldn't think to do myself if I'm making this particular component or whatever. But it's cool because it's a, it's a very quick level up. You know, we could be like, oh, look at this, look at this selection component and what it's doing and, you know, how, how it's, how we're passing in props to it and like how we're changing state different levels and things like that. It's definitely very cool. I think about stuff that I could have done along the way to maybe help me out a little bit more with this transition process. I want to, I want to say like, I feel very prepared and I feel like the things I'm doing now, like, you know, the current thing I'm working on is like, I'm adding fields to a front end and now I'm passing them to the back end and making sure that they're saved in a database. Like that stuff I've already done in other applications here. It's more complex because there's just a lot more stuff going on, right? A lot of like validation checks, a lot of, you know, I have to understand what databases do what I have to find, you know, different resolvers and GraphQL, all that stuff, but it's all stuff I'm familiar with and I understand the flow, but I would have loved to, I guess, you know, I think, for folks who are not building full-fledged applications, who maybe aren't there yet, who don't want to just devote time to building a project, because I still think building like a project or a product that's like real-world use, full full stack application is a really good use of your time and will help get you know familiar with all this kind of stuff. Finding an open source product that you can go into that code and like emulate the process of going through and like pretend you have a ticket you need to solve and like adding a new field and what does that mean and where else does that field need to go and just like kind of emulating what some of those tasks might be that would be a really cool thing to practice you know and trying to get experience doing this stuff yeah uh, because I, I agree with that because you can't do that on your own so you, mm -hmm. you almost have to either do open source or like some kind of volunteer project yeah uh, yeah that would be the only way to get those experiences mm -hmm. yeah it's it's definitely not mandatory right but i feel like in order to be you know i think about getting into the job and one of the big things about getting the job is proving that you can be valuable very quickly right i think you know nobody's gonna deny that there's tons of competition out there 
and you know you do the things to kind of separate yourself from your competition but one of the big things you can do for yourself is prove that you have value and that value is going to be displayed very quickly you're going to be a valuable teammate really really quickly and i don't think i don't think many engineering teams are going to expect you to be like super efficient and on your own with everything like within the first couple of weeks are going to give you months to get really up and running with things but if you can solve more complex stuff with limited hand holding or, or you know primarily on your own within the first couple of weeks you're going to have a lot of value to provide and it's like what are the ways that you show that you can do that you know either you show that you've built applications that do this stuff you, you show that you have adjusted applications that you didn't write that, that do this stuff and you have the techniques to do that um, and the knowledge to talk about the problems that you solve, right? Like those things matter. And I think are, are really important for standing out amongst competition. Thank you for listening to the Self-Taught Devs podcast. If you appreciate what we do and want to help support the show, we're now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod. Your contribution not only allows us to keep making episodes like this, but you'll also get a monthly newsletter from Matt or Eric Get access to the Self-Taught Devs Discord server, where you can help shape the direction of the show by providing feedback or topic suggestions. And you can even get a special monthly episode exclusively for our Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod, all one word. Yeah, and to your point, maybe contributing to open source or like a volunteer project it's very low stakes if you're doing that, right? It's sure. not like, yeah. you know, you have your job on the line. And that process in itself can be very scary, especially if it's your first time, you know, mm-hmm. you, you might not know what to do or or even, you know, um, like the workflow of of a, a Git, a repository that's being shared amongst most uh, multiple people. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be scary too, if you're not familiar with that process. And if you're already caught up to speed, even if you're not like, you don't like really know the code base so far, just understanding that process and how to work with the team that could actually also help for your first position as well. And I think uh, to, to your point, it would be very beneficial to just try to get started with that. Even if it's a little bit, you know, maybe you're, you're tackling one, uh, one issue on GitHub on an open source project, like even just getting that little bit of experience, I think can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Plus you get that Git practice, right? Which is important. You know, you got to understand what you're doing with Git, at least to the point of like having the ability to make a branch and cloning or, you know, cloning, whatever, moving to that branch, doing your adjustments, pushing up to that branch, you know, submitting for code reviews, that kind of stuff, like finding your ways to emulate that process. You can do that on a solo project too. Like I did a ton of that on, we should watch. Cause like any, anything I added on, we should watch, I treated like you know, like a customer request or like a client request or whatever, and like made a, I was using GitHub and um, like GitHub issues. And then from the issues made a branch and then checked out that branch and then did my development there and then pushed up and then did my review and then merged like that whole flow is going to be anywhere you go and getting practice on that is important. For sure. Yeah. That's something that I've, I've done too, but I didn't even think of in this conversation. Yeah, you can actually, you can absolutely do that on your own Mm -hmm. project. And it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. So yeah, I think that's a a good recommendation too. I do have a question. How, how's it going after work? Are you still 
working on different things or are you kind of just, you know, taking your time to just focus on your job now, maybe rest after work since it's your first week? Mm -hmm. How's that going for you? Yeah, for now, I'm not doing any coding stuff on the weekends or after work at all. Um, and it feels nice because like, you know, during the job search and while learning everything, I tried to keep myself on the same kind of schedule where like I'd get up, I'd go to the gym, I'd come back home, I'd start coding stuff. And I would do coding stuff from like nine to six or whatever, something like that. Right. I tried to treat it like a full time job. But when I was doing that stuff, especially during the job search, in the after hours, I'd still feel like, man, there's probably more I should be doing or could be doing because it was just like anxiety, you know, I talked about productivity, anxiety, but it's just like, especially when you're on the job hunt, and you're like, I need to find a job like that stuff just kind of eats at you. Now that I'm working, I enjoy doing coding, regardless of what the task is, right? Like, it doesn't matter what the product is that I'm working on right now. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it it's just I'm having fun reading through code, understanding code, making my additions and adjustments. And like, that's just a fun process. So I'm getting like the dopamine hit of doing coding. But then once I'm done working, like I might still be kind of thinking about a problem every once in a while, but I'm not like, oh, I have to go do this thing right now. Or I'm not like, oh, I need to work on a side project because whatever reasons might come up. It's literally just like, hey, I did my day. I did the stuff I needed to do. I have you know, tasks I'm going to continue tomorrow and let me just enjoy my time away now. It feels a lot easier to be able to do that. Especially going through the the job search, I just felt like it never ends. Mm -hmm. it, it's just you wake up, you do what you got to do, you keep going, uh, you go to sleep and then you do it all again the next day. So I think uh, it, yeah, it's interesting because now, especially since you don't have to do the job search stuff, I guess there's a clear end to your day where it's like, okay, I'm done working now. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And like I said, I tried to establish that too when I was doing the job search stuff. I tried to make make it very specific, but even when I did end the day and did other stuff, like it was still way more prominent in my mind just because like there was a very clear deadline. You know, I wasn't working. I was self-funding my transition. So I was like, I only have so much time to be doing this stuff. And you get in this weird mental state where you're like, the more time I do right now, the better my outcome's gonna be, but that's not the case necessarily. But you know. I, I guess I did it well, right? Here's here's the result. So, and it's, I'm very lucky to have landed a fully remote role because now I'm like transitioning into the work day is basically just the same schedule that I had before, you know, so that that transition was very easy. Yeah, one of one of the things that I learned along the way is how important communication is and good, like very solid, good communication is, especially if you're mm -hmm. working remotely. How how has that been for you um, now that you're working on a team and you're working remotely? Yeah, it's it's nice. So the development team has a number of folks on it, but right as I joined, another person came on as well, and they split the team up into smaller groups that focus on different products that we have. So it's basically like me and another developer, primarily working on you know a handful of, of the products that we have. And we're in communication, you know, we, we were, like I said, we were doing shadowing sessions. So we were on longer calls, just kind of talking through everything. He is kind of leading the charge on what projects I should be taking on, which is really nice because I'm leaning on him to be like, Hey, you know, this better than I do. What do you think I should start with and kind of grow into? We do like different sprint meetings, but I'm still getting accustomed to some of this stuff, right? I've only been in a handful of them so far, but there is a regular schedule of meetings. Like 
on Monday, the whole team gets together and talks about what their week looks like. And if there are any issues, you know, we try to talk through that stuff. At the end of the week, we get together and we talk about how the week went. And if there are any surprises or whatever, you know, we have a couple product specific meetings that are like sprint planning sessions. So we know what our workload is and kind of have our stuff assigned out. So there's a lot of touch points there that make it very easy to bring up issues or ask questions. Um, plus, like everybody's so supportive, you know, and I'm I'm making sure I do the thing of like ask any of the questions that I have, you know, especially when it comes to like non-coding stuff, you know, just like the industry that we're working in and like what the product is for and how people use things. Like I'm going to ask those questions so I can get as much of an understanding as I can. And everybody is very cool about taking the time to answer stuff. So it's been great, man. I can't I can't say enough positive things about my experience so far. I'm having really really good time with it all. Yeah, I'm super happy to hear that. And the, the topic of asking questions, it can be very difficult to ask questions, especially if you just asked one and then you <laughs> run into an issue and you're like, yeah, I just asked a question about this. I kind of don't want to bug this person again. But um, I, as, since you mentioned that you're on a really good team, which is awesome, mm -hmm. um, having people that are understanding of that, it actually really helps and the idea of like asking a stupid question, it's like if you ask enough stupid questions, you're no longer stupid, right? Like something you have to like ask those questions, mm -hmm. um, especially up front. So that that could be a um a challenge as well. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you ask a question and you get an answer, but you don't necessarily understand that answer, you know, and you have to ask like the same question in a different way sometimes or more clarifying questions after that and like yeah it can feel i don't know i personally don't feel weird doing it just because like i guess if the environment was different maybe i would maybe i wouldn't i don't know just because like i'm at a stage in my life too and with my previous career experience where i'm like if i don't understand something i'm going to ask even if i feel like maybe i should understand something or maybe i'm just not getting it for some reason like i'm kind of past the feel embarrassed stage of it all. And I'm just like, I got to know this stuff. It's my job. Right. So I'm not going to be shy about it. Um, maybe that's just an experience thing. Maybe it's just a personality thing. I don't know. I don't know how to give advice on getting over that. I don't think, but uh, maybe it's just the more you do it, the more you do it, the easier it gets like everything else. For sure. So is there anything you're looking forward to in the upcoming weeks? Honestly, it's just taking on more challenging stuff. It's uh, I'm already in the phase of doing that, like right now uh, with the current thing I'm working on, I continue to just stretch my ability, learning more about learning more of the code base, just understanding the products better. The whole focus right now is just get as good as I can get with this stuff and lean on my team and continue to learn and grow. So yeah, I'm not looking too far out in the future at this point. It's just taking it day by day and, and focusing on doing the job. So I, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in, a, in another episode, but I am working on a project that solves the traveling salesman issue at my mm. current job. Uh, I work mm -hmm. in, I do have a job in park operations now. And one of the issues that, uh, that I saw is we have to open and close parks. Um, and there's about 15 of them and also just getting around from park to park. And there's no real established route for for getting around to these parks and you know if if you don't kind of do it correctly you could waste a lot of time driving back and forth and of course you know time is money right mm -hmm. so i'm building an application that solves that issue and 
um, based on things like uh, travel conditions and maybe time of day, just to give somebody the best route to from start to finish to get through their route if they're opening or closing parks or whatever. Um, so that's been a fun challenge that I've been working for. Um, and it's cool because it's a actual problem that someone would care about that I am solving. So mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, and that's been an interesting experience. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I know you're using Mapbox for the map part of it, right? Yes. Accurate? What what else are you using? What's your stack for this thing? Mapbox, um, TypeScript, and Reacts. And Map, Mapbox actually has this optimization API that kind of handles this problem for you. Hmm. So I wouldn't have to write like my own algorithm right now, which has been pretty great. I'm just reading through the documentation to kind of figure out exactly how they're doing it. Because mm -hmm. I'd like to know um, instead of just implementing it. But yeah, um, React, TypeScript, and Mapbox for now. Yeah, that definitely, because the you're definitely solving something that would require some more like data structure algorithm work, right? That's a, a more complex thing. But if Mapbox gives you, some, gives you something to do it, I mean, that's also an example of like, use the libraries that are out there, right? Like don't write everything from scratch yourself if you don't need to. It probably would be cool practice. So like once you do that and get it working, you try to write your own version of it. Just why not, right? See if you can do it. But that's super cool, man. I'm excited to see how that develops for you. Have you talked to anybody at your job about it or are you just doing this in secret? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of I kind of don't want to really bring it up because I work for the government basically. And so they're very... Anytime you have like a government job, they're they're very cautious with things that you do. And this wouldn't be something that the public would have access to. Really, it's just, it would just be for me and anyone who want, would want to use it. So I'm kind of cautious about bringing that up, but I will eventually. Mm -hmm. And I also have, once I'm done with this, I actually have another idea for an application for this job as well. And it has to do with like how they manage uh, supplies and um how the employees can communicate to supervision that they need more supplies or like, you know, they're getting low on su supplies because right now it's pretty inefficient the way they're doing things. So mm. I will hopefully be building an application for that as well. And yeah, I find it interesting. I think it's better than just a personal project, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you could actually build something for the, the company or organization that you're already working for. I think uh, that'd be a really good experience. Yeah, you can solve an actual business need, right? And that that stuff is very cool, especially when you're taking on a, a problem that isn't of your own creation. I feel like for the folks that are trying to think about like, well, what what project can I make or what what can I do to to show my skill set? When you're trying to come up with your own idea for something, I feel like sometimes you're a little bit limited by a number of things. And one of those things can be like, well, what do I have the capability to do, right? What does my current skill set allow me to do? But in your case, you're just like, here's a problem. How do I solve that problem with my skill set or expand my skill set to solve it? You know, so like you're going to be guided by an external factor rather than internal factors with building this stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and it's something that I would actually use, which mm -hmm. is interesting too. I think sometimes like coming up with with project ideas can be difficult because you're like, well, what can be useful? Like why would somebody want this? But it's like, okay, it's something that'll actually benefit me. So that gives more in 
um, motivation and drive to actually complete it. Very cool, man. Well, I'm excited to see what's what's coming down the road for you. I'm excited to to see more updates on on these projects and uh, good luck, man. Sounds cool. Appreciate it, Eric. And uh, we'll definitely, hopefully, you'll be updating us more in the future about you know your your uh, your job experience, so the viewers can can learn from your experiences. And we'll wrap up just like we always do by thanking our Patreon supporters. If you want to support us on Patreon and you have the means to do so, we'd love to have you as part of the Patreon group. You can find us at patreon.com slash pod. We get goodies for you there every month, depending on your subscription level. Our uh, patrons so far, a big thank you to these folks, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vunn, and Danny McVeigh. Thank you for supporting Self-Taught Devs. If you can't support us through Patreon, uh, do us a favor and share the show. Uh, talk about it with your friends. Suggest it to anybody you think might benefit from it. We appreciate that very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. Check the show notes for all of our links. Reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self Taught Devs.